The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. In this episode, I'm going to help you plan for the year 2023. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving. So I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. I appreciate you tuning in today to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. Well, this is my first show in a brand new year. And as I was spending some time preparing for the show, I had several things really kind of pop into my head that I think I'm supposed to talk about today. And I'm going to start off with just the new year in general. Well, first of all, I've had the same New Year's resolution for about 10 years. It seems like it's very easy for me to keep because each year I'm able to keep it. And my ongoing New Year's resolution is to never make a New Year's resolution in the first place. And so I can say I'm very successful at keeping my resolutions. But that doesn't mean that I don't have plans. Now, the reason I don't make resolutions is I think you set yourself up for failure. Everyone has these grand plans. They're going to build that fence that needed to be built. They're going to lose 50 pounds. They're going to get better looking or whatever their resolution is. And most of the time, it becomes something we get chained to. It becomes a burden. And so what I do instead of a resolution, I simply use January 
is a time to sit down and write down some of my goals for the upcoming year. And while I haven't done that yet, I'm going to do that within the next week. But thoughts are running through my head of different things that I need to do with the different aspects of my life. And I do need to make some major changes. And none of those changes are going to negatively affect this show. And so you can be rest assured of that. That doesn't mean there's not going to be some changes to the show because just finding the time and also gaining the expertise to make those changes. And so those changes will be coming through the year, but they're all going to be in a positive way. And I'm not telling people to live their life like I do or do things that I do, but I am going to make some suggestions. As you write down your plans and your goals, go ahead and aim high and shoot for that. And if you don't hit your goal, at least you're going to gain a whole lot more than if you shoot low. And so I'm very big on shooting high. But I'm also really big on self-forgiveness and keeping things real. If you have a goal that you want to reach at the end of the year before 2023 is over, but you've bit off more than you can chew, well, just keep working at that goal and get it closer. And then that goal can just be put on to 2024 to where you can finish it. And so don't be a slave of your own mind trying to get you set with all these projects. Because everything that I need to have done in my life, I can honestly say I'm not going to live long enough to get it all done. I'm not being morbid. I'm just being truthful. And so what I have to do is prioritize. And unfortunately in my life, a lot of things get prioritized by by something going critical, and I have to do it or else. And when you're busy doing those things that do it now or else, it's really hard to get some of those projects that that really don't yell loud enough to get you on that project to get it done. And so this year, I'm going to try to go on some of those projects that have been waiting for me to do, projects that I really want to do. It's just, I'm on a need-to-do basis right now in my life, and everything, it's a need. I need to do this today, not that I want to do this today. And I'm going to try to get to some of my want-tos, but I'm not going to become a slave to that. And so I recommend that as you plan your different goals for the year 2023, keep your goals realistic and within reason, and also understand that no matter what you plan, there's going to be things come up this year that are going to knock you right off of your plans. And that's normal every year. But I think this year is going to be a doozy. I did some studying this morning before I recorded this program, and the world is nuttier every day. And there's so many things going on that are beyond your control, beyond my control, that I think that we need to, first of all, as a goal for 2023, is to focus on things that we do have control over. I don't have any control over these wicked politicians and these globalists and Satanists. I have no control, except I can pray and I can support those who are standing up against that. I can be a cog in that machine anyway, and that's one of the reasons that I have this show, is that I do want to defend our republic as it was founded. But anybody who's a realist knows that our republic as founded does not exist at this moment. Now, whether we can get it back, I don't know. But if we don't try, of course we'll never get it back. And so I'm willing to do my part to try to do anything I can to get our republic back and make it strong. 
and also make it to where this hijacking of our republic can never happen again. I don't know what it's going to take to make this happen, but I can just hope and pray that it does. But for the most part, the things that I'm going to be doing this next year are going to be structural. I guess where I'm putting my focus is I have several things that I think the foundations need to be shored up a little bit. Maybe some foundation needs to be tore out and rebuilt. And so I'm going to be doing foundational things on big projects this year. And then I'm going to try to get as many small projects as I can. And one of my big foundational projects that I have to do is all of the fences and corrals here at the ranch are older than I am. And when I wake up in the morning, I feel older than dirt. And then I look out at these fences and know that they're quite a bit older than I am. And so structurally, I have a lot of rotten posts. The fences are still standing and the corrals are still standing but they wouldn't stand up to pressure of a cow or a similar type of a force that would hit the fence, would definitely break some posts and knock some of the fence down. So I probably have around 300 or so posts that I have to dig post holes for. And since I do everything the hard way, you know I've got a set of hand diggers, so I'm going to dig them all by hand, and that's going to take me a while. Now you might say, why don't you get a tractor in here with an auger? Well, I've done that before. And I've had good success at it, but for the most part, I got to dig them out anyway. I auger down and the dirt falls back in the hole, albeit that it's really soft and I can get it out fairly easy. I still have to use my diggers and dig it out. And I don't have a fence post auger. And so I don't think it's really time and money well spent if I have to dig them out by hand anyway. So I might as well just do 10 or 15 a day and just make it an ongoing project. And that's one thing that we all should do with our projects is. Not try to get them all done at once. Just work at them and work towards your goal. But some of the worthwhile goals that I think that you, the listener, possibly should look at. And number one is going off-grid this next year. I've been reading many stories about this last cold front of people being knocked off the power grid. And people that are knocked off power really suffer. Now, my power goes out this time of year because the days are short. And so sometimes, oh, 10 o'clock at night, sometimes at 3 in the morning, it's always in between 10 and 3, I will lose my electricity. But that doesn't mean that I can't hook up my backup unit and have electricity 24 hours a day, because I could do that very easily. But when the power goes off at midnight or 1 in the morning and I'm done with my daily work and I'm really ready for bed... I see no need in hooking the power back up just to be draining that power while I'm sleeping. And all of my heating systems in this house are passive, meaning that none of them are hooked up to electricity. And I survived this horrific cold and wind and snow. I survived it pretty well. My electricity never failed me. Of course, like I state, it always goes out really late at night. But as far as having electricity all day long and being able to put in a work day using my electricity with doing all the editing and other things that I do with electricity, I was just fine. And I know that my lifestyle wouldn't fit a lot of people. As a matter of fact, I've had several people, they ask me, what are you doing? You really live a strange life. You're unique. What are you doing? I hear all sorts of comments. But in reality, I'm living the life that someone would have normally lived probably a hundred years ago. 
And some of you might say, a hundred years ago, why would you want to live like that? Well, I don't totally live like it's a hundred years ago because I heat with wood and actually use my great-grandfather's stove that he bought back in about 1915, 1916. I'm still using it. And so there's lots of connections with a hundred years ago, but not everything. You know, I've got the computer and I've got my internet and I've got cars. So it's not like I'm just in the Stone Age. But certain things I just have to adjust for. And I try to tell people that all it is is a lifestyle adjustment. It's really not a change. It's just adjust. Like when my power goes out, I have to hook up another battery and hook up another inverter because my main system is run on 24 volts and my backup system is 12 volt. And so I have a separate inverter and I made sure that my backup system was 12 volt so I could just simply put a car battery in and have emergency power. And so for my regular unit, I use the correct storage batteries. And for my backup unit, I am using automotive batteries. Not the best situation, but I only use my backup power maybe an hour or two a month. And I have to mention here that I don't use the backup system because it's square wave. That's one of the reasons I don't use it much, is because I don't believe in square wave power. But I do know that it works, and I do know that if you use it in small amounts and you don't have any real sensitive electronics going through that square wave inverter, then you'll likely be okay. But if you run constantly on square wave, and that's all you use, you'll start finding that if you use the new LED light bulbs, that after about a month, they'll start failing. And if you use, let's say, a tabletop radio or a weather radio, something like that, if you're constantly listening to that on square wave, it'll take it about a month or so before something will give inside that electronic unit a capacitor or a diode or a transistor, something will be affected by that square wave and it'll cease to function. And so that's why I tell people to use pure sine wave. And I really do need to spend the money to buy a pure sine wave small portable unit to replace my square wave. That's something that is on my list, but it's not a priority because I wouldn't use it any more than I use this one. I'd only use it once or twice a month maybe for an hour here and an hour there. And the pure sine wave small inverter I want to get, my 12 volt, is around $1,000. And so I'm thinking that $1,000 could be spent on fence posts or anything else around here. And so it's really hard for me to spend that much money on something I might use maybe 10 times a year. That would make it really expensive. Whereas my square wave unit, I've had it for almost 10 years and it's never failed me. And also, in the summer, I take that with me out into the field sometimes when I have to use a drill or a grinder, and I'll just use my car battery, and I'll be able to do some minor repairs out in the field, because a lot of the fields that I have are miles away from my shop. And if I have something broken that the tractor can't move, and something needs to be fixed before it can even move, well, then I have no choice. And so I do use that inverter in the summer a lot more than I use it any other time. But that said, I think everyone needs to have a backup. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show.
I invite all of my listeners to go to my social media site, which is on veteranbrigades.com. It's the only social media site that I trust, and you do not have to be a veteran to join. So go to veteranbrigades.com, sign up, and look me up over there, and on that platform, I'm the Living Off Grid Show, and I plan on doing lots of interactive things over there with you, my audience. So please go visit me at veteranbrigades.com. But what is your backup to the power grid? Most people don't have one. And it never fails that if there's a huge storm and a power outage, the first thing that happens is that the stores that carry the gasoline and diesel generators get a rush of people and they will sell out in an hour. But most of these companies around here only keep two or three of those on hand. And so you have four or five businesses that have two or three units. So you might have probably 20 units tops that are for sale at a retail outlet in this county at any one time. And it's more like 15, but I'm going to say 20. If you have hundreds of people that are trying to save the things in their freezer or need to have power to run their heat in their house or what have you, well, those generators go real fast. And so then what do you do? You can drive to the next town, but you'll find that those will be gone as well. And so I would say that if you can afford it, go ahead and get yourself a gasoline or diesel little generator, something that will generate enough electricity that will handle the surge power. Now, if you go buy one of these real small wattage ones, ones that can run like a blender or a drill or charge your cell phone or run your computer, those work really nice. But these small units don't have the wattage or the amperage to kick on a motor, like if you have a well with a electric motor on it, like a half horse or a three-quarter horse motor. You're going to need about 3,500 watts minimum just to kick that on. Now, after it kicks over and it's running, it doesn't use that much electricity. But getting the motor to start is another issue. So if you do buy a backup generator, I would buy a generator with about a 7,500 continuous, something that will easily start every electric motor you have and also run the compressors on big freezers or what have you. But you're going to need that kind of power. So that's something that I would consider in 2023. If you do not have power generator or a backup unit, you need to do that. Now, my backup generator quit two years ago, and I could buy a backup unit similar to the one I have for about $1,000 again, but I only use my backup generator maybe three times a year. But before my generator quit, and it was the motor that went out of it, I was only using my generator for maybe five or six hours per year. And again, it's not real cost effective for me to go spend 800, 1,000 or more on a power generator that it's just gonna sit there and do nothing. And you might say, well, that would be you if you're on grid and you hardly ever lose power. And I do agree with you that you have to make a decision where your finances need to go. But I think that we're entering a time period where we have no leadership in the world, no sane leadership anyway, and I think they're going to get us into all sorts of situations to where you're going to have to be on your own. I think the power grids are going to go down. 
And if they don't go down, they're, they're going to make things so expensive that you're not going to live the normal life that you have right now anyway. Now, I hope I'm wrong on that, but I have a feeling that's what's coming. But with my little square wave backup, I'm able to do everything I need to do. And the only thing I can't do as well as I would like is weld. And several episodes ago, I did a whole show on welding with your battery bank. And I do weld with my battery bank, and I'm getting better at it, but it's not near as controlled and not near as nice as having a regular arc welder. And I've used wire feed, and I've used all these different kinds of welders. But I still like my old stick welders. I'm one of the old holdouts. I guess that's because I've done that my whole life, and I'm, and I'm fairly good at it. And there again, nobody really wants a stick welder, so if you go to an auction and there's a stick welder comes up, you can buy one for less than $50 that works great, and that's a huge savings. And if you haven't guessed by now, I'm tighter than bark on a tree, but I have to be, and a lot of us have to be, and some of the people that aren't that tight with their money, they need to start getting that tight with their money because I have a feeling that within the next year or two, the dollar is going to be knocked off its pedestal. There's one thing that this COVID thing has taught me. First of all, I've been reading about solid proof that the United States did fund this Wuhan lab and did create this COVID-19 as a bioweapon, and they weaponized it to be very strong on humans. And I think that it's becoming more clear every day. There's more evidence coming out every day. And when you have a government that's doing that to their own people, they'll do anything. And so I don't think you should trust the government one bit, because I think our government has abused their power, and I think they deserve all the disdain that they're getting because of all the trust issues that people are having, because you can't believe them. And how that ties into your 2023, I think, could be massive. Because if you put your head in the sand and you think, well, 2023 is going to be like 2022, which was like 2021 or 2020 or 2019, whatever. If you don't acknowledge that the world change in 2020 and change really drastically for the worse, and if you don't understand that 2021 and 2022 were extensions of 2020, and if you don't understand that 2023 is meant to bring all those three years together, and more bad things are going to happen, well, then I think that you need to rethink it. You need to do a little more studying and find out just exactly what's going on. And so that's why I'm talking about what I think your goals should be for 2023. So get a backup. And if you are on grid, I would plan on going off grid. Now, everyone's situation is different. Some people are in HOAs, they cannot go off-grid. There's some people that don't live in areas where the sun shines enough, or the wind doesn't blow, or they don't have any water source to run anything as far as hydropower. And so a lot of people are stuck with the grid. And I see there's lots of shysters out there trying to sell plans for perpetual motion machines. That I've seen a lot of videos of generators that will run a motor, and that in turn will run the generator which runs the motor and supposedly you'll get free electricity forever. Well, forget that. Don't even look at those things. 
You have to be rooted in the real world now more than ever. But I do know the earth battery does have power. I've done tests on earth batteries. It just doesn't have enough power. At least, I haven't been able to capture enough power to do anything with it. But anybody out there that's inventive, if you want to come up with a power source, albeit this would be very small power, I think the only amount of power you'd ever be able to generate is possibly enough to charge your cell phone or a similar device. But possibly there's someone out there that could figure this out. But there are patents that were issued over 100 years ago on ground battery techniques of how to use the ground, how to use different metals pounded in the ground at different distances to capture electricity. Tell, and I've had several people tell me, but I have yet to find any solid evidence of this, but I am going to pass this along because it does make sense. Back in the 1870s, 1880s, and back when the telegraph lines first crossed the United States, you have to have a power source, power those long lines that go coast to coast. And I've had several people tell me that they powered the telegraph with earth batteries. In other words, they just simply hooked into the earth itself and used the natural electricity of the earth, which would make sense because they didn't have any power stations through most of the United States at that time. And so those telegraph wires went for thousands of miles between any power source. And so that makes sense to me, and I'm trying to verify it. And if any listener out there has any documentation that the earth battery was used, I would appreciate you sending that to me. Email that to me at jim at offgridliving.faith. But I don't want to go down that rabbit trail too hard. I'm just telling you there are alternatives that, if you're inventive, you can check them out anyway. But I think 2023 is going to see another massive shift as far as what's happening worldwide, and I'm saying happening to the public. The tyranny is getting just so horrible everywhere that I think becoming self-sufficient is probably the best thing that you can do in 2023, and of course that would entail going off-grid. And if you live in an HOA or, or another type situation where you're definitely controlled, this is just my opinion. But I simply would move out, even if you love your house. I think that we're going to have so much control put over us anyway that you need to break away from anything like that. I have several friends in HOAs, and I wouldn't last in an HOA 30 seconds. First of all, I wouldn't go to a community that was an HOA. And second of all, they'd take one look at me and they'd kick me out. And so there's no way that I would do an HOA. But I'm just saying that you need to get yourself in a better position in 2023. And if you're locked into a position where you can't go off-grid, you're locked in a position you can't use a generator, you're locked in a position where you can't do anything to help yourself, well, maybe you need to reconsider where you're living. That's just my opinion. But becoming self-sufficient in 2023, I think, should be the main goal. So I'm going to devote the rest of the program to trying to give you some ideas and suggestions on being able to go off-grid and being able to be self-sufficient. And also, I'll throw in some of my opinions of why I think you need to go off-grid. And one of the reasons I went off-grid is I couldn't trust my power company. They were throwing all these different phantom charges on every bill. I was paying charges for things that 
Not only I couldn't understand, nobody could explain what they even were. And so I felt like I was being ripped off. And so I got off-grid because of economics. I didn't go off-grid because I wanted to be self-sufficient. I did not go off-grid because I wanted to change the world. I had no statement I was making. It simply was, I had two services, and each service was around $150 to $175 a month. And one of the services I didn't use all that much, but it seems like the price just kept going up and up and up. And I looked at my finances, and I looked at what was the number one drain on my finances, and it was utilities. At the time I went off-grid, I was traveling an awful lot. And so my fuel bills, as far as traveling in a car or a pickup, were extensive. And so I was outlaying a lot of money just to do my job. And then coming home to a house that I wasn't using as much because I was on the road at least 50% of the time, that was a hard pill to swallow. You come back and to a high electricity bill, just like you were there every day using this electricity. And so I decided that I wanted to go off-grid, and so I did. There were other circumstances in there. I don't need to go into everything, but, but it was a conscious decision. And I'll never go back. I know a lot of people look at what I'm doing, and they say, what in the world are you trying to prove? And I'm not trying to prove anything. I'm just trying to survive. I'm just another guy out here trying to make ends meet. But I'm so happy that I am in control of my electricity. I know when it's going to go out. I know what kind of storm or what kind of winds or what kind of issues that can come up and hamper my ability to make power. And I've learned some basic electrical wiring. And I've done all my installs myself. And while I don't recommend that for everybody, I think if you have any ability at all, I think it's easy to do. You just have to make sure that you're not doing anything that's off-code. Don't do anything illegal. Don't do anything halfway. Do it right. And I think you'd be very happy with the results. I know that I am. And after the break, I'll come back and pick up where I left off. If you're tuned to frequency 7.490, you're listening to WBCQ. If you're on 5850, you're listening to WRMI, Radio Miami International. And if you're listening on 89.3 FM, you're in tune with Key Radio, Osage Beach, Missouri. I really need to know who's listening and where you're listening from, whether it's by shortwave or podcast or on AM or FM radio. Even if you just pop me an email and say hi, I would appreciate it. And as always, I invite listeners, give me some suggestions of topics that they'd like to hear me cover. I would really appreciate that. Once again, my email address is Jim at offgridliving.faith. Please visit the website, and the website is offgridliving.faith. And also, you can find links to even more information. Every one of my shows is uploaded on the website. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to this show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations and we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off, it's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail. 
check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. Welcome back to the second half of the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. This is your host, Jim Calhoun, and I'm talking about different ways to go off grid and different ways to plan your 2023 to where you end the year in a stronger position than when you started the year. Now, everybody has different wants and different needs, different desires and different things that spring up that get them off track or keep them on track or what have you. Just situations in life are different. And so I'm not asking anyone to do what I do. I think you should do what you do and do it very well. But I think that there are certain things you need to consider for 2023 as you're setting your goals. And I guess I should have started out with, you need to set goals. Not resolutions, not anything you're going to become enslaved to, but just simple goals. And one goal I think you should look at in 2023 is producing your own food. Not only do I see shortages, I can honestly say that I don't trust the people that are processing our food. I have seen so many videos of strange things happening to people's food. I don't know which ones are using fakery. I don't know which ones are real. But I do know that something is up. But I do know a lot of companies are sneaking insect protein into their products. And there's something about metals they're putting in food that are detectable, especially in the UK. I've watched a lot of videos out of the UK where people are finding this metal that they claim that's in the death vax that they're finding in, in their food. And also there's evidence that they're spraying the same metallic substance in the chemtrails. And so definitely this metallic substance is either a giant hoax and it's not real or else it's one of the biggest crimes against humanity in the history of the world. And unfortunately, I think it is real. I think that we are suffering a lot of crimes. Now, this is a little rabbit trail, but I think you'll get why I'm saying this. We're always told that in the medieval times, the kings had castles. And the reason they had castles is to protect the king from the neighboring kingdoms that might come over and try to take his kingdom away. That's what we're told. But in reality, this is my opinion anyway, that in reality, I think that those castles are built to protect the quote-unquote elites of their time from the peasants. I think that if these kings and queens lived in normal houses, I think that they would have been drug out of their houses with pitchforks and clubs and beaten to death, and I think they knew it. You look at a lot of the atrocities that these 
kings and queens did to their own people. It was amazing. So this is nothing new. What's happening right now is, unfortunately, human nature. When people get power, they get corrupted. They say that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that's true. Time after time, that's been proven to be the case. And it's no different now. These people have such delusions of grandeur and delusions of their own abilities that they become very dangerous. And I think that's one thing that's happening right now worldwide is all these tyrants are doing everything they can to flex their puny little muscles. And to give you a for instance, Finland, which you never hardly hear anything about Finland, they've passed a law that every dog has to be registered with their version of the Food and Drug Administration. Every dog in Finland. But if the individual dog was originally from Russia, which is just a neighboring country, but if you imported a dog from Russia, the Finnish government is not letting some people register, register their dogs because they're sanctioning dogs from Russia. So you have these governments that are so far out of control they're taking everything to absurd levels. Just totally stupid. As a matter of fact, there was a dog, I think it was a Chihuahua on YouTube, that they trained the dog to do a, what looked like a Nazi salute. When they'd mention anything about Jews, the dog would throw his arm up. And of course, the dog didn't understand anything what he was being told. He just trained to put his arm up when he heard that word had nothing to do with the thought process of the dog. But they started calling this the Hitler dog. And there was a large group of people that actively wanted to see that dog put to death because they said the dog was anti-Semitic. Now, how stupid is that? A dog trained to do an action with a word, the dog not even understanding what he's doing, but yet people want to kill it. That's how strange everything is. People are just, they don't think anymore. They just think in lockstep. They have the liberal hive mind thing going, and it's, it's just absurd, but it's everywhere. Now, what does that have to do with your 2023? I don't have a clue. Just another rabbit trail that I ran down. I apologize for that. But I think in 2023, things are going to have to come together in your life to where you can feel secure deep down in your gut. And if you don't feel secure right now, if you feel like you're vulnerable in any situation or any aspect of your life, it's time to address that. And I would do it sooner than later. We're living in a world that's full of questions, and we need answers. And unfortunately, we can't get answers to some of the big things like economies and wars and what have you. But we can come up with the answers of our own things that affect us immediately right in our life. Another thing you need to look at, and I touched on gardening. I think that everyone should have a garden in this year. Even if you have to have a garden on a roof or a terrace or in five-gallon buckets or something, you need to do something to grow your own food. The first half of the show, I was talking about not trusting the people that process the food. And I really don't. I've never seen big corporations in lockstep like I see them right now. It seems like that what I'm going to call big agriculture, the ConAgras and the Monsanto's of the world, they're kind of like the big box stores. 
they kind of push around the suppliers. And I think big agriculture is pretty well controls the seeds and controls the chemicals and controls the fertilizer. In lots of instances, they own the land where the food is produced. And they have an awful lot of say-so in the production and also the processing of the food. And I don't trust these people because these people are not in the food business because they want to feed people. They're in the food business to make money. And it just happens that what they do feeds people. But I think they're all walking in lockstep with the technocrats and the medical tyranny and the government tyranny. I think they're all one and the same. I think they all belong to that same club that George Carlin says that we don't belong to. They like to think of themselves as the elites. And so anything that you can do to break away from the control of these elites is going to not only make you stronger, but it's going to make them weaker. Like right now, the power company, if all of their lines would go down and their power would just be totally destroyed, it wouldn't affect me at all. And likewise, if their power never goes down and they just have this wonderful grid that never has a problem, well, that doesn't affect me either. I am totally out of that system. And I think we need to be that way with our food, our power, our water. Everything that we do, I think, needs to be separate from this oligarch-run power grid and control system that the whole world is going through right now. And one of my goals in 2023 is to finish what I started two years ago, and that's being able to live 100% off the land. And I'm really close to that. And if everything would totally implode, I would be okay. I have enough knowledge right now that I would be able to be just fine. Maybe my lifestyle would change and I might lose a little weight because I'd have to work a little harder to go get my food, but I would still be okay. And so if there's massive crop failures and massive starvation worldwide, it wouldn't necessarily affect me that much. Now, of course it would. As a human, it would affect me horribly to see people starving. I don't know how I would handle it, but I wouldn't handle it well. I would try to do everything in my power to help as much as I could. I would guarantee you that. But 2023 needs to be a year, I think, for our entire society to set the goals and do what it takes to become self-sufficient. And I think that if you would sit down and make a list of things that you're capable of doing, maybe some of these things you don't do right now, but you know in your heart that you have the mental capacity and also the willpower that you would be able to learn to do certain things. I think you need to do some soul searching and find out just exactly just exactly what you think your skill sets are. And I'm going to say right now, don't sell yourself short. Don't think, oh, I can't do that. I could never do that. That's a bad attitude. Don't do that. You can be skeptical of whether you can do something or not. That's normal. But don't be defeatist about it. If someone would have told me three years ago that I could weld without a welder, I would have told them they were crazy. Well, now if I need to go weld something, I can just go out and weld it. And I don't even have a generator to run my welder, so I don't have the access. I do own a welder, but I have no access. I have no way to get it to run because with my solar, I don't produce enough power to run this really heavy-duty welder I have. But I don't even need to turn it on. As a matter of fact, I haven't turned it on in two years, and I've done lots of welding projects, and I have yet to have a weld break on me, so I must be doing something right. 
But that's just an example. You'll be shocked at the things that you would be able to do if you just put your mind to it. So you can write down your goals, but you should also write down your skill set and see where you're lacking. And where you're lacking, maybe you have a family member that is not lacking in that, to where you can team up with that family member or friend and do a buddy system type of a thing. There's all sorts of things you can do to get by. But where I stress being self-reliant is because, number one, I'm by myself. But number two, I think that that even makes you stronger. Now, there are things that I can't do. There are things that I can't even begin to even think that I'm ever going to be able to do them. But everything that it takes for me to live my life in what I consider a normal way for me, I can do everything in that world. When it comes to my animals, I do go to the veterinarian when it's a life or death situation and it's above my head. But nine times out of ten, I do my own veterinary work. I do my own mechanicing. I do my own engine rebuilding. I do my own tires. I do this program without any help whatsoever. I do all the recording, editing, distribution, the whole works. And so anything that I set my mind to be able to do, I can do as long as it's realistic. So keep your goals realistic, but set your sights pretty high. And I do think that as you go through the list of the things in your life that you could take charge of, that you could do without anyone else, you could handle the whole situation. If you can grow that list, even by one or two things, during this next year, I think that you're on the right track. Well, I think you understand where I'm coming from with that, and I'm going to tell you why I think you need to become self-sufficient. I touched on it last show, is that I do see pestilence. I do see famine. I do see world war. I see rationing. I see people doing without. And if you paid attention to what happened up in Buffalo during the storm they had recently, where they had all the looters show up and loot all these stores, I think that's normal in this country right now. Anytime there's a disaster, instead of our society coming together and helping each other, you have a bunch of rabble that they can't wait to go out and grab toilet paper and whiskey and telephones and televisions and whatever else they can grab. And if they don't grab it, they smash it and ruin it, leave it on the floor. It's just sickening. And that's where our society is right now. And I don't want any of that group near me whatsoever. And also, I know that you can't depend on anybody to do anything about it. With all this looting going on, where were the police? Well, they were busy doing other things. I don't know what they were doing, but it's really obvious when you have an attack, which that's what it was, was an organized attack on retail businesses, just to let it happen. Well, then the next people watch that on TV and say, man, I wish I was there. I would have grabbed me some toilet paper if I was there. That's their mentality, folks. These people are dumber than boxes of rocks. They don't understand that they're ruining their own community. They're ruining their own town. But they don't care. As long as they get something out of the deal. And so the next disaster that happens, there's going to be massive looting. Now what happens if the grid goes down and all the security systems go down and all of the ways of communication go down? 
you can bet your bottom dollar that all throughout the United States, the rabble are going to show up and the hordes are going to ransack and loot everything. So if you think, well, if things get bad, I'll go to the store and I'll buy a few things and I'll be fine. Think again. If things get bad, there won't be any stores left. They're going to ransack every store. And don't think that you're isolated out in flyover country either. Because if people see this happening all over the United States, or they hear about it anyway, you're going to have thugs in small towns do the same thing. Well, the police aren't anywhere. I won't get caught. And so I think the only way that stores are not going to be looted is if you do what the Korean stores did back with the riots with Rodney King so many years ago, that the Korean store owners went on the top of the roofs and they had rifles. And anyone that came to try to loot their store, at minimum, they had a warning shot that was shot their direction to let them know that they would be dead if they tried to enter that store. And you've had all these stores being looted, but not the stores that the Koreans owned. The Korean-owned stores did very well during that period because they did not get touched because the people that were rioting knew that they would likely be dead. And I think that's the only way that stores are going to be protected. And again, you don't want any part of that. You don't want, to be, you don't want these people near you. You don't want to be near the stores. So you want to be outfitted up and you want to be able to stay away from that. Now, on a sinister note, if the same rabble knows that you have food and they don't, that same ransacking is going to come to your house. And so I think 2023, you need to have protection. And I know that in my heart that you're not going to have any police protection whatsoever. Now, they might come arrest you if you have to defend your house. I wouldn't put that past them. But they're definitely not going to protect you or your family. They might come investigate your murder for five minutes. Have you noticed how many crimes are not being solved anymore? Way too many. And you don't want to be a statistic. So make sure that you have enough firepower in your house that you can make believers out of people that may want to come to your house and harm you. You don't have to harm them. But if they know that they will be harmed if they enter your house, then they're likely not to enter your house. But that said, don't tell anybody that you have guns or anything else because maybe you'll become a target because they want to steal your guns. And so I think it's a good time to stay silent and keep your plans to yourself. Keep it just in your immediate family. And also, if you have a family member that likes to talk, I wouldn't include them because the old World War II saying that Loose lips sink ships really does apply. I'm not trying to be a fear monger, but I am telling you to get prepared for a year that I think is going to be bizarre. I think we're going to see things and hear of things that are atrocious, and I think it's coming very, very soon. So as you're planning your year, don't plan it with a bunch of fear. Plan it with lots of thought and lots of research and know why you're doing what you're doing, and do it well and do it right. Stay calm, stay cool, stay collected. Just make sure that you're very comfortable with the decisions that you make. And the last thing I'm going to mention about this is you need to stay teachable, and you need to be able to have someone criticize what you're doing without you getting angry. 
And you need to be able to take advice and criticism. Because I think we need to better ourselves in 2023, and one of the best ways to better yourself is to listen to other people's advice and criticism. They could be dead wrong with their criticism, and their advice could stink. But still, if you take the time to listen to them and give them the respect that you will listen to them, you'll have a stronger relationship with that person. And at minimal, that's going to help. I know I get advice all the time from people that are not off-grid that try to tell me things to do off-grid that are silly. I'm just going to say silly. And I still listen to them, and I will say, yeah, well, you know, it doesn't quite work that way, but that's a good idea. You know, thanks for telling me. Even while on the inside, I'm thinking, wow, this person needs to do a little more studying before they tell someone what they need to do. But I still listen. And every once in a while, someone will come up with a criticism or a piece of advice that is so obvious, I don't know why I didn't think of it, uh, that hits me on the head. I go, wow, you're right. And what does that do? That enhances my life because I listen. And so I think that's something that we all need to get better at in this year. I'm going to end this episode by mentioning some things spiritually. I know a lot of my listeners are very devout, that they know the power of God, they know the power of prayer, and I also know that I have a lot of listeners that would like to feel stronger, and they would like to learn more, and they would like to be more in God's will. And some of them are uncertain of exactly what to do. I've had several conversations and also emails from people that would like to learn more about God and God's Word. They just don't know how to go about it. And so, to those people that want to learn more, this is my opinion. And I'm not a preacher, and I'm not an evangelist, I'm not anything. I'm just just a guy out here. But I do know that you are a child of God. All of us, whether we believe in God or not, are created by God. And so you are as important to God as anyone else. And so God will speak to you, and God will help you. And so if you're one of those that are wanting to get stronger with God and try to learn more about God's Word and what His purpose for you and the little things that you have that you question, you need to take those directly to God. There are people that can explain things to you, and there are different study groups you could join, or there are different books you can read, or things you could watch as far as videos, or or a similar way to learn. But the best way to learn is simply pray for guidance, and then be still and listen. Now, it might just be a thought that pops in your head, and that's generally how God does speak to people. At least, that's my understanding. But God can take your hand and lead you on the path that he wants you on. Now, you could talk to someone else, and they can tell you what they think you should do. But really, that shouldn't hold much weight, because it should be what God wants you to do. And I am a firm believer that everyone on this planet was created with a purpose in mind. And God has a reason for putting us all here. For some, it might be just a smile at a person that's thinking of committing suicide, that that smile that you give that person at that moment kept that person alive for them to do what they are supposed to do. 
In other words, I think we're all part of a machine. Some people are large parts of the machine. Some people are just screws, nuts, and bolts. But others are the actual gears. And so don't worry about what your place is with God. Just know that you have one. And let God help you sort that out. And I have no doubt that you will find what you're looking for. You have to be patient. And you have to learn to forgive yourself. You can't say, well, I'm not worthy. God won't speak to me. I've done too many bad things. Everybody has done too many bad things. Trust me. There's never been anyone born that truly deserves the grace and the forgiveness that God has given mankind through his son Jesus. And so don't put yourself down. Don't think that you're not worthy of it because you are. You're just as worthy as anyone else. And so in the year 2023, take time to be still and know that God is God. Make time to study and listen to God's word. But the best thing I think that you need to do is just relax in the comfort that you know that you are a child of God and God does care. And I feel that God will guide you in your decisions and also will help you grow in your walk with him. Well, I hope someone got something from this show today. I want to wish everyone the best in this upcoming year. May 2023 be everything good and nothing bad. That would be my hope. Unfortunately, I think we need to prepare for things to go the other way. But I hope that you personally have a great year. And I hope that you survive anything that's thrown at you. I hope that you thrive. And I hope you grow. And I do appreciate you listening. And I want to say a special thank you to those who contribute. You have no idea what that means to me personally and financially. Because I buy the airtime for you to listen to this show. And it's only by your generous donations that I'm able to do this. And I take checks and money orders. And you can write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. And you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163. P.O. Box 163. Hershey, Nebraska. Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. And again, your donations are greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening, folks. And until next time, stay strong, get prepared, plan your year and plan it well, keep your powder dry, but most important of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.